Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, what's happening? Welcome to Mage TV. Whether you're joining me on YouTube or now on Spotify and iTunes. Hi, welcome. This is the third part of a trilogy of videos that caps off a little bit of a, a drama that's been unfolding behind the scenes at Liverpool for a number of months now. The New Balance versus Liverpool court case has come to an end. A judge has ruled that despite the fact that New Balance were trying to meet the matching clause in their Liverpool kit deal, it has been ruled by the judge that they're incapable of doing that. So Liverpool are now free to press on with the pre-agreed deal with Nike to manufacture the kits and the surrounding apparel from the 2020-21 seasons. Now, those of you who have watched the previous two parts in this trilogy of videos and thoughts will know that, um, yeah, I wasn't overly complimentary of Nike in those early videos. Um, I'm not a huge Nike fan, if I'm perfectly honest. However, let's have a little bit of a deeper dive and a little bit of a deeper chat into what this night deal will mean for Liverpool moving forwards post the Warrior New Balance era. But before I do, let me just draw attention to the fact that this video is brought to you in partnership with One Football, the fantastic football app that you can get on your mobile phone that gives you everything you need to know about your football club. But in my instance, of course, Liverpool Football Club, from previews and reviews. Match day centres, lineups, scores, predict all that kind of everything you need. Chat and discovery around Liverpool Football Club is in the One Football app. I'll link to it in the description underneath. If you're enjoying it already, let me know in the comments section underneath. So Nike and Liverpool, a bold new future for the mighty Reds. And look, I've made plenty of opinions known on my thoughts on Nike and, and my concerns over them. Over them, maybe doing cookie cutter kits. Apply just as much to my preferred destination of Adidas. Let's be perfectly honest about this. All major companies have this because when you're a major company, there's economies of scale, shall we say. However, let's work on the notion that Liverpool are going to be treated as a top tier brand and association by Nike. And in that regard, you look at the deal that they've had with Paris Saint-Germain. That's all we're looking for, really. Look, as fans, we have our preferences. We have our preferences of what the kit looks like. I just like Adidas. I just do. I've been conditioned over years. I'm a fucking scouser. We just love Adidas. We do. Trainees, tracksuits, football kits, all that good stuff. And, of course, it harps back to, for me, growing up, watching Liverpool in those kits in the mid-80s in the mid and the 90s, and then, of course, back in the, in the noughties as well. So I, you know, I grew up with those being Liverpool's kits. However, Liverpool have fallen on... Harder times throughout that period, it led to the well where, of course, Adidas famously chose not to renew their deal with Liverpool because they didn't feel they were getting value for money. Liverpool are now right back 
on top the elite of football and therefore are a much more desirable brand. Someone could, could look and you use, Jürgen Klopp uses the logic about in signing football players about not wanting guys who want to jump on the train already in motion. They want to, he wants guys who are prepared to get the train, push the train, get the train moving. That does not apply to elite business because it's association is very, very important. And look, let's use two great examples of this. Two great examples of this. Um, in, in, in Just in the last year alone, where Liverpool have used greater associations to help grow the brand. The first one is, of course, Nike New Balance, but the one that we've already seen in action. Liverpool had an exclusive deal with Pro Evolution Soccer. And Liverpool now have a partnership deal with EA, with FIFA, which means they're the cover team. You've got Virgil van Dijk walking around Melwood, showing the play ratings off, etc, etc, etc. Is Pro Evolution Soccer a better football game than FIFA? Yes. Look, it's a footballer's football game by, by all accounts. It plays better and it's better for Couch Corp and all that kind of stuff. Is it perceived? Is it? Does it sell more? No, it doesn't. FIFA is a much bigger game. It's a much bigger, it's a much bolder, it's a much more recognisable entity than Pro Evolution Soccer. That's happened to me, but it's true. And so as much as it might be, there's a cool factor to being involved with sort of more cult brands, that, that kind of stuff. When you want to establish yourself as one of the biggest brands globally, being associated with equally sized or market leaders in their field gives you size by association. You've just got to look at how Liverpool, an association with, with FIFA, people talk about it. People, people go on about it far more than anyone ever went on about the Pro Evolution soccer deal. And this is going to be the same for Nike. And I reference Paris Saint-Germain because if we're treated in that way, and I think there will be a degree to which Nike will have certain models of kits and there will be similarities between them. Fine. I can, I can accept that. I can. I'm not made up with it. I'm not absolutely delighted with it, but I can accept that. But again, Paris Saint-Germain, look at the Jordan deal. So they release a, a, a series of kits with the, with the Air Jordan logo on instead, and they've got a, a series of apparel and casual wear, sportswear, that's associated with Jordan. Fucking cool. Fucking cool. Does it add to anything on the pitch? No, no, it doesn't really, to be perfectly honest. But it gets people talking about the club. And some people balk at all this. And they balk about when we talk about Liverpool, the brand, and Liverpool, the business, and all these kind of things. Like, what? Liverpool are the business on the pitch. Jürgen Klopp is delivering. He's delivered a fantastic side. It's been financed well. But if you want sustained success, you've got to make your money while you can make your money. People who work at Manchester United's marketing departments and all those kind of things, the business side of Manchester United have been laughing their cocks off at Liverpool for the entire Premier League era because Liverpool have been in the fucking Stone Age when it comes to these things and only in recent years, but even, you know, Ian Air onwards, have they started to capitalise on the size of global brand that they are. But there's only so much you can do. You've got to... There was a limit to what Liverpool could achieve in that because Liverpool on the pitch weren't doing the business. So it's very hard to market that Liverpool's anything else other than they're historically a big brand. You're trying to tell people you're brilliant and how great you are. And people are looking at going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, who is that in your midfield? Is that Charlie Adam? Yeah, fuck off. You don't want to be associated with Charlie Adam and Stuart Downing and Paul Koncheski and Christian Pulse. All this crap. We want to be associated with the best and brightest. We've got the best centre-half in the world. He's a Nike athlete. Virgil van Dijk's face is plastered on billboards all over Liverpool, all over the world. 
because you have these associations. Famous for being famous, and it's not just that anymore, it's famous for being famous, also backed by being currently brilliant as well. The absolute, the, the perfect, it's everything, it's every single part of the cake with the cherry on top and the perfect, the perfect display, and oh, oh it's just, this, this is it. Liverpool capitalising on being the best while they are. Manchester United were never embarrassed about this. And look, we like the fact that Liverpool is a bit... It's, it's a parochial town. It's, you know, it's, it's, we, we like the fact that we've got what we are at the core of that. And if you can maintain that, which Liverpool, I think, have taken brilliant strides in doing, with obvious missteps along the way, of course, engaging with the you know the fan groups and engaging with Boss and engaging with Redmen and, and Anfield Rap and, and all these bits and pieces, these grassroots organisations around the city, Spirit of Shankly, these, these, these are good things. If you can maintain that scout's heart, the ethics of the club, the thing that powers the club on the pitch, you can put a brilliant team out that plays a brand of football that we all identify with, that we love as long-term fans, but also as enticing to outside fans and outside players as well, and then you can market yourself to the best of your ability. You have the ability all of a sudden to not just be this little club from a little part of the country with its funny little identity, ha ha ha, that kind of, when it when it's great, it's fine, everyone kind of shuts up about it, but when they slip off, everyone's ready to, to just smash into us because, you know, it's perceived as being arrogant or whatever. If Liverpool can get it right off the pitch in terms of bringing in the most money that they possibly can with the likes of these night deals, then we have a chance of once again re-establishing Liverpool as a brand that doesn't go anywhere. Because as much as Manchester United have fallen down the pecking order in terms of football, in terms of the global brand Manchester United, it's not going anywhere. Juventus are trying to do that now. They've been brilliant off the pitch, but they haven't really nailed themselves as the global brand. Everyone looks at Real Madrid, they look at Barcelona, and to some extent, lesser, but they're or they're about, you've got Bayern Munich as well. And Liverpool and Manchester United, in terms of brand recognition, are right up there. So Liverpool need to be the biggest and brightest they need to be they need to have the biggest kit deals they need to have the biggest brand deals they need to have all of these key brands around them to make this money while they can and it look it does a little bit of sick comes up in my mouth when I think about it because I want football to just be the lads on the pitch I want it to be raw I want it to be the young boy on the terrace twirling his scarf and you know and, and glassy eyed looking at the looking at the the, 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 the the glow and green of the pitch under the floodlights all that stuff that I had as, as, as a kid but also, I want Liverpool to be fucking brilliant and have all the best players and win every game of football match and every piece of silverware forever and ever and ever. And if this is the kind of thing that helps empower that, then more's the better. Anyway, there was a fantastic thread done on Twitter um, in the last week or so uh, by Mo Chatter, and it was in, uh, in advance of the court case being finalised, but he talked about some of the interesting stuff and obviously some of the figures that came out that New Balance sold 2.9 million Liverpool kits, a record. Um, and there's talk about what the Nike deal would look like for Liverpool. And he says, if Liverpool um, go with Nike, it'd be reasonable to expect share sales to increase given their much stronger market presence and marketing power. Now, this is speculation, of course. And he's saying conservatively a 10% increase in share sales to 3.2 million. Uh, working to an average price of £70, including badges, letters for names, etc. Gross sales of 224 million. Liverpool have agreed a deal, apparently, with a 20% cut of net sales, which is why the whole thing is really, really interesting. Um, on that basis, it's fair to assume net sales figure of at least 200 million. 20% of that net sales amount equates to 40 million. Add that to the guaranteed 30 million figure that Liverpool are apparently getting straight up from the Nike deal, um, and that could be around 70 million, and that's before revenues from other clothing, apparel and footwear are taken into account. So you start to see what this could mean for Liverpool in terms of 
the motivation to capitalise on the brand in terms of working. We could see Liverpool working with Converse as well. We could see Liverpool working with Jordan. And we could see some of the biggest and most recognisable athletes outside of football wearing Liverpool gear. Making that live a bird transcend Liverpool Football Club and when it does that, when it becomes what the New York Yankees logo is, and you earn money off that every single time, you've become a global brand, which means that Liverpool can be resistant to periodic dips off the pitch, which means that Liverpool will be what we want them to be and have a greater chance of sustaining themselves at the top because when you've got financial clout, it's very difficult to fall away. Real Madrid never fall away. Barcelona never fall away. Even though Man United are falling away at the moment in terms of football, it won't take them 30 years to win a league title because they'll be able to buy their way back onto the top table because they have that financial clout available to them. And Liverpool stand on the precipice of becoming the club that if they've been able to do this in the 80s if this has existed in the 80s if they've not dropped the ball in the 90s Liverpool would be that already they've got the history they've got the story they've got the fans they've got the side on the pitch and potentially they could have the power to make themselves into a global superpower on and off the pitch for the foreseeable future and as much as I don't necessarily love night kits I'm happy happy to support them if it gives me that Liverpool let me know your thoughts on this in the comments below. Subscribe to the channel by clicking my face and uh, check it out on Spotify and me at the Paul Machin on Twitter as well. Nice one, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.